Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I have some good news and I have some bad news. Let's start with the bad news. The bad news is that coming up pretty soon in early March, there's a time change. And I call that bad news because for many parents of babies and young children, hearing the words time change just makes us shudder because any sort of messing with our child's schedule, that any kind of time change can really just throw things off and be kind of scary for parents because if you already have a child who wakes up early, then a time change can really affect them. We worry about their naps when there's a time change. But here's the good news. This is the good time change for parents and young children. The beginning of daylight saving time is also often referred to as the spring forward because we move the clocks forward by an hour. So while the fall back of clocks in November when daylight saving time ends often has many parents very, very nervous, especially if their child is already an early riser, the spring forward that occurs every March has most parents basically rejoicing because now instead of your child waking up at 5 36 o'clock every morning if you have an early morning waker now the clock is going to look more like 6 37 o'clock which is amazing if you're used to your child waking up early so this is the good time change that can often push your child's schedule forward and can really be helpful if you have an early morning riser so again The moving forward of the clocks by one hour is generally much easier on families with young children than that dreaded fall back that happens in the autumn. However, some parents are still worried about this time change. Even if it means we're pushing the clocks forward rather than moving them back, some parents, like I said, are just nervous about any kind of scheduling changes or disruption to their child's schedule. And so I wanted to devote this episode to that and just talking about some tweaks that you might want to consider leading up to or on the day of the daylight saving time change to just get you and your child a little more prepped for that change. So here's the first thing we can consider doing nothing. And yes, that's an approach, the do nothing approach. So again, this time change is not nearly as disruptive as when we turn the clocks back in the fall. So as a result, most babies and toddlers adjust really easily. If you have a child who's not overly sensitive to slight shifts in their schedule, you could simply wake up your kiddo or let him wake at their usual time on the Sunday morning when the clocks change and follow your regular routines and activities throughout the day. So don't go around and change your clocks until after you're all up for the day that morning. And then once you've moved the clocks forward, go on with your day as you normally would. So normal nap times, normal bedtime per the new time on the clock, and your child should adjust and be just fine. Again, that's especially if they are not normally particularly sensitive to slight changes in their schedule. So you could just do nothing and treat it like a normal day per the new time on the clock. The next thing you could consider, though, if you are a little more nervous that your child is more sensitive to schedule changes and you're concerned that the daylight saving time transition might mess with things, you could consider a gradual shift kind of approach. 
So introducing the change gradually. This might mean that if your child's usual wake-up time is 7 a.m., for example, you would split the difference and move that wake-up time to 6.30 a.m. for a few days before the actual time change. If you do this, then once the clocks move forward on the Sunday, your child is already better prepped for the new time because they've been waking up at 6.30, which will now look like 7.30, which is a lot closer to their normal wake-up time. So that's something you can consider is just shifting it a little bit in advance, kind of splitting the difference so your child is more ready for that hour difference on the morning of the time change. The third scenario, which is probably my favorite scenario, is the day of scenario. So that means you don't really worry about it in advance and you just see what happens on the morning of. Because maybe that morning your child will surprise you and wake up at a different time than they normally do anyway. So we may as well just wait until that morning and see what happens. I know that most parents would fall over laughing at me at the suggestion of waking their child up early on a Sunday morning. But other parents are concerned about having a difficult few days ahead if their child's schedule gets way thrown off on the day of the time change. So this third option is to wake your child 30 to 60 minutes early the day of the time change so that their naps and their bedtime will also occur slightly earlier than usual per the new time on the clock. But their body clock might have an easier time adjusting this way than if you let them sleep until their normal time but go to bed at the new time because that's going to feel an hour early to your child's body. So this way, the time on the clock might look earlier, but your child's body is going to feel more like they are ready for sleep. This day of scenario might be best for children who are on a schedule, a napping schedule that's going to get fairly messed up if we let them sleep in too late in the morning. So here's an example to try to clarify all this for you. Today's episode of Sleep Cues is brought to you by Sleepout. Sleepout is a patented portable blackout curtain that completely darkens a room and installs anywhere for better sleep. I have two of them and am obsessed with their quality and how easy they are to use. I have learned in my time as a sleep consultant, having viewed thousands of baby sleep environments, that not all curtains marketed as blackout are truly blackout. Even worse, those products are often made with fabrics that contain harmful chemicals and can off-gas when heat touches them. With Sleepout, you get 100% certified blackout fabric and it's certified free from harmful chemicals. Each Sleepout curtain comes with a carry bag and two industrial grade locking suction cups. That's the key. These cups lock down and don't budge. Simply stick the cups to the window, pull down the locking mechanism, grab your curtain and stick its Velcro tabs to the suction cups. Voila, an environment fit for a beautiful sleep for your babe. All of this and they've recently launched their product in a beautiful cream color to add to the options available for families wanting to create a gorgeous sleep space for their babe. Visit sleepoutcurtains.ca and sleepoutcurtains.com and use code HAPPYSLEEP10 for 10% off your purchase. Say my baby is six months old and he's a good little sleeper and he naps three times a day, which is a very appropriate nap schedule for a six-month-old. But in order to make sure he can fit in all three naps in his day, I usually need to make sure he's up by about seven o'clock in the morning. If I don't wake him by seven, the day gets away from us. We get our first two naps in, but then we're left with this really awkward timing at the end of the day where we don't really have enough time for a third nap, but we have an overtired baby by bedtime if we don't do the third nap. And this is why we generally wake our little one up around 7 a.m. So on the day of the time change, 
If you let your child sleep until 7 a.m. per the old time on the clock, now when he wakes up, it's going to look like 8 a.m. And that's going to push the whole day forward. And it's either going to mean you don't have time for your third nap that your baby really needs, or you're going to have a really late bedtime per the new time on the clock, which might throw your baby off as well. So this might be a scenario where on the day of, you as parents set yourself an alarm and you say, you know what, we normally let him sleep till seven, but today we're only going to let him sleep until six, maybe 6.30 a.m. Because then when we get up and we start our day and we move all those clocks forward, if we've gotten him up at six, the time on the clock is now going to look like seven. We're going to have moved the clocks forward to seven. And now we're right back on track with our normal schedule. So it's seven o'clock, baby's awake, and this looks like a normal day for us and we're right on track. So that would be a really good example of where waiting until the day of and seeing what happens and setting yourself an alarm to see if your baby's awake yet by a certain time and if he's not waking him up so that the day doesn't get really thrown off and kind of get away from you because of that extra hour. It's important to keep in mind when considering the gradual shift strategy or the day of scenario that some people's internal clocks are so strong that no matter how much prepping you might do, that person's body clock might just take some time to adjust. So give your babe some time if their schedule seems a little bit off for a few days. Most of us, even as adults, will recognize that we feel a little bit off for a few days, maybe up to a week after any time change, because our body is just really adjusting. So don't panic. Even if you have a few off days as a result of the time change, most people, babies and toddlers included, will adjust within a few days to a week. Here is a huge important tip, though, about this particular time change. This particular time change means that it is lighter earlier in the morning and it is lighter later into the evening. And if you have a baby who's already an early morning waker, we could see a bit of a struggle here if it's now also bright in their room at five o'clock in the morning. And if you have a baby who has a reasonably early bedtime, which many infants and young toddlers do, like 6.30, 7, 7.30, Soon, it's still going to be fairly light outside at that time. So do not forget about the importance of a sleep-conducive room environment for your baby. Again, the beginning of daylight saving time means that the sun starts to work that shift at like 5 o'clock in the morning. We want to avoid that waking your baby up early. If your baby's in a light stage of sleep at that time, which they generally are, and they're sun streaming in, they're going to have a much harder time staying asleep or going back to sleep if they wake up a little bit. So avoid those early morning wakes with blackout blinds and blackout curtains in your child's room. You can get a permanent solution to blackout blinds and curtains. You can look at a great portable blackout blind option that's also then handy to have on hand for travel. Those are really good ideas to have in mind. I cannot stress enough how much I love a dark, dark room for baby sleep. Their minds are going a thousand miles a minute. They're so easily stimulated. So when they are trying to stay asleep or fall back asleep at 5 a.m., and the sun is shining outside, when they are trying to fall asleep at 7 p.m. and the sun is still shining outside, it can be so helpful if we can help their body clocks to understand it's time for sleeping by making the room very, very dark. The new sleep out portable blackout curtain is an amazing option for making your baby's room super dark for sleep. You can check out more information on that in today's show notes. Also consider a sound machine because generally there are more noises happening in the morning 
when it is lighter outside in the morning. We hear more birds chirping right outside of your child's room at 5, 5.30 in the morning. There is generally just more hustle and bustle outside once it gets warmer and it gets lighter in the mornings. You might hear motorcycles going down the street now that the weather is nicer. All of this kind of stuff can really disrupt your child's mornings. So try to block out that noise with a sound machine. If you're going to use a sound machine, I suggest a white noise or a rain or like a fan setting. Have it five or 10 feet away from your child's crib, but have it on that nice, constant, steady, just white noise or rain or fan. Have it under 50 decibels is generally the recommendation or sort of the level of a soft shower so that it is drowning out some of those external sounds, but it's not too loud. So it's not right up next to your child's ear and it's not so loud that it's going to harm their hearing in any way. But a sound machine can be be very helpful, especially at this time of year with so much going on in those early morning hours when it's already tough for your baby to stay asleep sometimes. So those are the recommendations to prep you for the spring forward for the daylight saving time change this weekend. There are also suggestions you can keep in mind for other scenarios where you might be going through time changes. We have a blog all about travel at thehappysleepcompany.com. It talks about time changes, time zones, and airplane rides and road trips. So take a look at that if you are still concerned about time changes, but if you're also having questions about travel and creating a sleep conducive environment for your baby, the blog is loaded with resources on that. So good luck, everybody. It's going to be great. Again, it's the good time change for us as parents. We can do this. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one on one to get sleep on track.